Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you not quite live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and the Cathet region, which is situated on the traditional lands of, lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Joining me as usual and is astrologer Jill Kirby from Victoria. Hi, Jill. Hello. Uh, this is episode 167, and I've tentatively called this Pluto in Aquarius, just death and rebirth of mental constructs that no longer serve or the matrix. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Okay, and um, we're, we're going to give this uh, from the point of view of sort of four, four of us, so Jill and myself, and then Jill discovered a, an article by Jessica Davidson, who I will put links to her website uh, on my face or on my website, and I listened to a uh, nightlight um, um, speaker series by Sean Nygaard on Pluto in Aquarius. And so each of us have our own take, but these we're going to include into the mix, these other folks, just to give you some stuff to play with as we mm -hmm. all, you know, stare at the fact that it's coming at us. <laughs> like it's there. Okay, so to start us off, just a little bit of the facts in the background. So I am going to share my screen. And what I'm going to put up first is not this. But here we have kind of the typical list uh, for Pluto, which is renewal, transformation, and evolution, death, rebirth, transmutation, power, Hades, the underworld, the collective unconscious, darkness, decay, evolution, the phoenix rising. Um, details like 20, 248 years to circle the sun. It's an egg-shaped orbit. Um, and the only one that has this degree of eccentricity, right? So um, it's fastest through Scorpio. It was only like I don't know, 10, 11 years to go through Scorpio. Its slowest is through Taurus, was almost 30 years. Uh, it was discovered and named, or well, it wasn't named right immediately, but it was officially documented of February 18th, 1930. The planet itself is about two thirds the size of our moon. And in modern astrology, it is definitely associated with Scorpio and can be considered as a higher octave of Mars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, so now the next piece that I wanna point out, just so that if people wanna do screenshots, this is a list of that 248 year cycle. It's a bit longer, I've stretched it out. So uh, for instance, last time it was in Aquarius, uh, 1777 to 1798. And people who know their history a bit will know that was definitely the French Revolution. Um, and what Jill and I are particularly going to notice is the fact that it was in Leo, 1937 to 1958. And our coming onto the planet falls in that group. And so if we stay healthy enough, we will get this opposition now that Pluto is moving into Aquarius. Again, another dark and ominous drum roll should <laughs> precede this. I don't know. There's something kind Although of... Although it is, 
It is slowing down. It is slowing down, yes. <laughs> so for some of us with really late degrees, Leo circuits, you know, we might miss it, but yeah, some of us have early fixed signs. So, oh, well. So just to give you a sense uh, of, of what this looks like, um, I'm going to animate with the outer planets. So Pluto actually um, is on the edge of the Kuiper belt. Chiron, they think, was apparently part of the Kuiper belt, but he got pulled in. So his orbit is closer uh, to the uh, sun than Pluto, and he spans between Uranus and Saturn. But this is what it looks like when they start to move. And you can tell from this that, uh, yeah, Pluto is just kind of dawdling along and everyone else is roaring around the, uh, yeah, the chart, whereas Pluto just takes his old sweet time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. And um, that might be a good place to jump off of. So why don't you, Jill, um, give your take or how you have always worked with Pluto? Um, well, Pluto, I think, is... It's just the deepest of the energies, right? So for me, it's always, it is that underworld, but it's also our deepest kind of healing potential. Okay. And, and, it, and it does kind of, it, it, ha it has a purifying action. It's a pure, like, it's like the cogn cogn cosmic purgative, right? So purgative, pur yeah. Well, pur yeah. Yeah, so it brings things up and purges them. It, yeah. It draws it up from like down the bottom, like the scum that's down the bottom of the lake. It gets pulled up to the top so it can get, you know, flushed away kind of thing. So that's, yeah, it's, it brings about regeneration through the destruction of the outmoded forms. Yeah. You know, which can have positive or negative. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and and but that's true of any planet. I it's I think it's easier uh, to deal with in in my experience than Neptune, just because Neptune is so nebulous. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 So uh -huh. your your own personal um, probably makeup, you know, whether you're strongly fixed, strongly mutable, or um, yeah, strongly cardinal, that will kind of shape too how you'll experience Pluto. Sure. Um, and then the element, uh, you know, uh, Neptune is typically, uh, you know, more in the energetic realm, which we loosely associate more with water than we do with air. But yeah, it's definitely a much waterier. Yeah, yeah. But it's, but it's not even like water, it's like mist. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You know, whereas, whereas Pluto, you know, there are some lists that will include volcanoes, you know, where it's the magnum that bubbles up and, and transforms or transmutates whatever it touches. Yeah. Well, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, the, it, but transformation is definitely a major, yeah. major yeah. Um, with, with Aquarius, it's uh, more about transforming, according, um, from this article, she says, transformation of the rules and social norms that yes. bind society together. 
and our ideas about humanity and how we use science and technology. And yes. so, you know, I think those kinds of things are really important pieces to, to look at mm -hmm. in regards to what's coming. And we're already seeing people rising up and Yes, and, and well, um, doing it in a collective fashion. Because I'm, we have yeah. such heavy, heavy restrictions laid on people, in yeah. particularly in the last few years, that people are going, maybe this isn't okay. Yeah. And, and Aquarius, you know, Aquarius is a sign that relates to freedom. And so it's like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think we want to do that. Anymore, um, yes, we've, no, we've played we that script. We need to transfer, and, and I mean, some, some of the technology that the elites want are proposing is, you know, hooking us all up to AI. Uh, you know, it's like, you no, know, yeah. I don't think most of us are on board for that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so we kind of need to, we need to awaken to that. That's the a sort of an agenda they have in mind <laughs> and, and say, mm, no, <laughs> we're not on, <laughs> we're not signing on for that. And. Yeah, we have other ideas about how to use technology that can be beneficial not only to ourselves, but to other creatures and the planet, you know, Earth in general. So, yeah, I think that what we're seeing going on in the last days of Pluto going through Capricorn, <laughs> it's really bringing up that Capricorn control thing and yes. Pluto, Pluto power thing the whole corporatocracy, plutocracy, technocracy thing that they're struggling to impose on us all. Uh, that I think the, as it goes into Aquarius, especially given that Jupiter Saturn, as I've talked about so often, yeah. the Jupiter Saturn conjunction at zero Aquarius on the solstice 2020. And not, not just because it was leading into the, you know, the transmutation of the switch to the air signs, but because it was so spectacular in, in all those other ways. Uh -huh. like, well, and it was a collectively pointed at moment in time, like, exactly. whether, you know, whether you were into astronomy or astrology or any of that, um, you know, it was something that people got out and literally saw. Yeah, 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 and and you know, I think it was it was like it's like the heavens just saying, "Here, up here, look here, yeah. <laughs> this is important." And I, I think that was a signal, you know. And and Jupiter is about freedom. It's about Saturn's been kind of being really a bit of a jerk here, <laughs> getting too far into his control thing. And, you know, it's it's time for a change, and you know, so change in in the from earth to air in terms of their cycle and, and change signaling, as we've talked about, all of those planets that were going through Capricorn leading into Aquarius, kind of clearing the way for Pluto coming in. That's true, that is true. So, so to me, it's just that whole thing made it, uh, I know there was one previous cycle uh, of Pluto going into Aquarius, that was a, a mutation into air, but I doubt that it was the same kind of spectacular, you know, visual sight and everything else because that hadn't happened in 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. So um, I think, you know, that this one is even more so. It's like big. <laughs> well, the, it's definitely the stakes have gotten higher. That's for sure. Um, okay, so from my point of view, when, uh, you know, sort of at the height of my, when I was doing astrology full time professionally, it was during the time of Pluto going through Scorpio. And so just because of my personality and my style that, um, you know, I work with astrology, uh, I came up with sort of two images and, <clears throat> and I'll just briefly outline the first one. Um, you know, people would come in and I'd look at their chart and it was kind of obvious, oh, you're here because Pluto has shown up. And uh, when it does show up in a direct way, I mean, obviously it's in everybody's chart somewhere, um, mm. but it isn't always, and for some, it will rarely touch any of your personal planets, like yeah. one of the first seven. And, uh, but for those folks, when Pluto does, you know, come and sit beside you, it's kind of an impossible thing to, to, to not notice. And so I would give an analogy just to sort of um, see whether or not it was the Pluto piece that was speaking to these people. And, you know, and so I would do the, the story about the happy caterpillar who, you know, he's munching on a leaf, life's good, sun shining. And then he gets this thought, cocoon. And my suspicion is, and this is how I would tell the story, is that the caterpillar actually didn't really realize what cocoon meant, right? And so he builds this cocoon. And, you know, later I've read in different, you know, sort of little uh, science style stories that, you know, kids learn in school that it literally gets melted down in order to transform into the butterfly. So, and at this point, I would look at the client and I would say, and my suspicion is, is the, or the caterpillar was not happy melting down. He probably screamed and yelled and, and, and was in agony and all sorts of, you know, um, you know, and, but what's held out, of course, is this, you know, butterfly where, you know, you flap your little wings and you move on. Um, and so ergo in this particular time in human history, um, it's like the, and it's hard to say if we're actually in the cocoon yet, um, or if Pluto in Aquarius will really be the cocoon of society in which the long-standing structures get melted down or just with Saturn going into Pisces, literally just dissolve away. And we're standing around with oh, now what do we do? And emphasis should be probably on the we and who is within your community, you know? Could well, we and I think, yeah, I think that Aquarius is about humanity and community and mm -hmm. individual within the group kind of thing. So to me that, yeah, we're, we're, we're in that, I think, and, and if you're gonna use the caterpillar thing, caterpillars are earthbound, they go from the earth to the air. Exactly, so, exactly. So we are, you know, in that sense, there is a good analogy there in terms of we are moving from feeling stuck. Yes. In, in this Capricorn yeah. prison, yeah. which has, has become more of a prison, particularly lately. It's like, hmm, seems to be getting smaller. Um, 
And well, and it's also old, um, you know, so yeah. in in the process with with you've got two back to back Saturn ruled um, traditionally Saturn ruled signs, Capricorn and Aquarius. Um, you know, the original Capricorn structures opposite cancer are meant to support nurturing and, you know, um, bringing things to fruition. Uh, with the Aquarius, though, now that you've got a fully fledged adult um, in Aquarius, it's like, but I'm not the center. I'm not you. I'm me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so with the Aquarius thing, if if it's only a top-down model of who, what we've produced, then the me in this gets totally lost. And, you know, so there's that, that shift from just the structure to produce to, no, there has to be a form in which the individual gets to participate in the collective. Yeah, I think also going from a very, very heavy, heavy materialistic, yes. everything is about particles and substance and leaves no room for consciousness, no room yeah. for frequencies, no room for, you know, it's no, yeah. that has no place. Whereas in my experience, everything is energy. You know? Yes. Yeah. You know, we are energy we are electromagnetic beings and to over to kind of disregard that and say no no you're just a bunch of particles yeah is, yeah is, you know yeah okay so sean brings in a few quotes from different people and uh this one is from tony morrison and i i actually took a book of hers out from the library and um probably will take out some more because she's a pretty good writer. Um, mm -hmm. She says that the destiny of the 21st century will be shaped by the possibility or the collapse of a shareable world. Um, and, you know, so that sort of, you know, speaks to we've, you know, it has to be shareable. Like it's, it's again, that's that Aquarian where yeah. the energetic goes out and touches everyone equally shareable yeah because we're going from that top down yeah. thing to uh more of an equality we are all yeah know, we're, we're all, all the same species we're all on the same level exactly people who like to elevate themselves and say no we're gonna control all the rest of you because we are better we have more money but yes. again that's going back to material possession yes kind of yeah, jump exactly. and, and that's not what's important in the long and, run. well in the long run or on the and even one could put it in what's obvious in uh, our need to build something that's sustainable yeah and i think also with you know neptune still in pisces and saturn going in there at this transition time mm -hmm. it, it's about getting a spiritual grounding of spiritual foundation the spirit you know again not just material but spiritual not you know and and that speaks to what pluto can lead us down into is the collective unconscious the the um the underground of 
um, you know, where the, out of the muck comes, you know, what we spoke to last week, which is, can you vision the future? And, uh -huh. but that takes getting out of now time and going into spirit time, which uh -huh. is the imagination, which is what you do when you dream. Um, and it, you know, Young was one of the ones who really brought some words and some methodologies into, you know, the whole idea of uncovering, which is what, as you say, Pluto loves to do is get in and dredge up stuff so that it can be transmuted or regurgitated and brought to light and then go, oh, okay, we can do something entirely different with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pluto, I think, seeks to dig deep and and uncover that which is hidden. And there's a lot. I mean, we there's probably a lot we've been told that isn't true because we don't know. <laughs> you know? I mean, there's stories, you know, what is history? Well, it's a story. Um, who made it up? <laughs> well, we, yeah. And I mean it, it's so, been so and it's been, you know, rewritten and so. So we, we are seeking to get to that deeper level of, of understanding truth or whatever, you know, I mean, I think. And, it, and it's interesting in terms of if we, we allow ourselves to step out of the current zeitgeist or the, you know, the current dream story or... Uh, mm -hmm. you know, the current agenda that's mm -hmm. coming out of, um, you know, 200 years of being Earth-centered. We go back into the depths, the primordial, um, imaginative, um, and, you know, so what's interesting, and this is something that uh, Sean Nygaard pointed out, is that we drive around using dead bodies, which is what oil is right? It's oil comes from the accumulated layers of dead bodies of all the living things that have, you know, been on the planet. And, but it's from that same idea that why can't we go back in and re reimagine what we're going to use and how we're going to use it. And, you know, actually the, the term fossil fuels was made up by the Rockefeller foundation because they wanted to make it seem scarce because they they had the biggest monopoly on oil. <laughs> so again, but it's a Pluto thing. It's a Pluto thing, well, right? It comes yeah. from under the ground, but so do, do a lot of things. So you know, we and what and Pluto in the mythology was about wealth, and the wealth was, you know, and and the stuff that we value like gold and silver comes out of the earth yeah. so yes you know we associate that underworld that deeper stuff as being that which is valuable um, to us or one can look at it from you know sort of the idea of uh something going back into its source and transforming itself oh absolutely right? yeah a bit so. everything nature is in a state of transformation constantly uh -huh. that's what nature does it takes a tree and the tree dies and it and then it, you, all these new trees grow up on the stump that's left or the exactly exactly that, oh, you know i mean yeah. na nature is regenerative 
Yes. Yeah, that's for me a huge thing of the Pluto going into Aquarius. Well, um, Uranus is still in Taurus. It's yes. not getting back to the natural world and how it works instead of so so much emphasis on the technological and oh we're going to create something better than nature it's like no well hubris i'm not sure who has who carries the archetype of hubris but um yeah that is kind of humans certainly in the mythology it was (laughs) definitely punished in the end (laughs) but yeah that's the kind of rhetoric that we're hearing these days it's like yeah So here's another quote from uh, another Mm -hmm. famous author, Salman Rushdie. And in one of his published books on essays that he's written, uh, one lives at a hinge moment in history as we do, as Shakespeare did, and Shakespeare did live with Pluto in Aquarius, uh, when he wrote his protein plays, a moment when everything is in flux, Everything is changing at an immense speed when the future is up for grabs and dark storm clouds rush across the sun. And when there are plagues and dragons loose in the world, then it becomes essential to admit that old forms will not do. The old ideas will not do because all must be remade. All with our best efforts must be rethought reimagined and rewritten yeah and that was particularly you know because we have been stuck in this capitalistic model yeah that's an old form it's an old idea and and it serves those who profit from it who are the ones now telling us that they're they're the the self-styled elites that have have placed themselves above us to rule over us and decide how we should live and what should happen and that they are going to create this new world and invent new things that are all technological, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, you know, I mean, one of them even goes so far as to say we are the gods now. Like, well, it, you know, it speaks to the fact that we have to, uh, you know, put our best efforts towards rethought, reimagined and rewritten. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and so that speaks to the, the piece around Aquarius, which is the individuation of the human where, um, yes, we are all part of the same tribe, but individually, we each have something we need to bring to the party in order to shift uh, the things that need to be shifted at this time. And, and we each have inherent value, which mm-hmm. is not yes. on our material wealth or stuff. It's, mm-hmm. It comes from within us. It's, you know, it's something that we create. It's something we have to offer from a creative place. Yes. And creativity yep. is, is what nature, what the creator, <laughs> you know, that's right. And, you know, we don't take over from that, but we have that within us, that spark of. Yes. yes. Good um, and I think one of, one of my pieces that I want to throw into this particular mix that I think is one of the 
even longer than this Pluto cycle, part of the psyche that you know one could easily label it with um, uh, the uh, oh, <laughs> the word just left the patriarchal. Oh yes, which has been going for over two thousand years. And so to me, what I'm about to say is kind of at the heart of that, that actually needs to be sat with. And so my question to the audience and to myself and to anyone that's listening, where does your mind go when no one is in charge? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we seem to have, you know, been instilled with this belief that you know, if we don't have somebody telling us how to behave, we won't know how to behave. Where exactly, exactly. The average yeah. human being knows right from wrong, um, knows, you know, you don't hurt somebody intentionally. That's just not something you, I mean, you know, most normal human beings know these things and yes. behave accordingly, right? We don't yes. need somebody, you know, coming up with a law to tell us that. We know it. And yeah. this is where common law comes from is, you know, the common law is very simple. It's like, you know, if you trespass against somebody that caused them harm, mm-hmm. then yes, the community comes together and decides what do we do about this. And it's not, you know, it's not all these rules and regulations. Well, you can do this, but you can't do that. It's just like, you know, the minutia of life. It is, you know, basic human principles of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And so another analogy that Sean brought to the table um, is uh, what's going on underneath, because these kinds of things, the research can be like the caboose on the end of the train. Yeah. Um, and so we've got this train, this this current archetypal train of patriarchy slash greed slash, you know, corporatocracy, as you're saying, running the show. Um but what's going on at the back? It's like, you know, we need to notice that that's not the only story that humans are capable of producing. Yeah. And I think a lot of what we've been told and taught is to make us think that that's it. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how, how, you know, like if we don't have government, which literally the word government means control of the mind. (laughs) We don't have somebody controlling how we think will be lost, you know, yeah. there will be chaos and anarchy. And I don't believe that's true. I think that's what we were, they want us to believe because yeah. that allows them to continue pulling the levers. And so, yes, people need to give ourselves more credit for having humanity within us mm-hmm. or being human and having human values. And that's again with, with I think Uranus in Taurus right now is getting back to those basic values. Yes. Yeah. That's Turian stuff. Okay. So the other thing, again, in the same vein, is he brings a story to the table about what happens when you release somebody who has lived, let's say, 30 years in a prison, that they often come out with what's called myopia, which is an eye problem because they've only had eight feet to focus on. And so they no longer have the long view which again speaks to you know waking up to this is not the only story we have a myopic view of what it means to be human what it means to be 
um, productive and successful in the world, um, it's gotten so narrowed and so tightly controlled that, uh, you know, we got to cut that, we got to be willing to cut loose from that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that may be part of the gift of, again, Neptune still being in Pisces and true, true. as Saturn goes in there, um, that Piscean element of all things are possible. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Except the only thing that limits our possibilities are is our belief that there are limits on the possibility. <laughs> yeah. If I believe something is possible, it is for me. Yeah. If I believe I can't, that's just I, impossible, I can't do it, then I can't because I've decided. Yes. Right? So, yeah. so much of it is our beliefs that have been shaped by um, a very... Uh, well, and we've capitulated to that. Absolutely. But, but, yeah. but a lot of it has been built in by an education system that teaches us to fall in line. And, you know, I mean, it's been very carefully crafted as Capricorn would, you know, want to take all the details and craft things very and build it really well, right? <laughs> so, you know, it's been well constructed. Yes. And, and you know, we, we didn't realize that's what was happening because... Or the consequences of building it so specifically. Yeah, but we yeah. weren't the ones building it. We were set into it. You know, we were put into schools. We were put in, you know, and told this is the way things are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, that and part believe, of the archetype is really old. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think, you know, it's, it's waking up to the fact that, yeah, there are endless possibilities and uh -huh. we can dream the dream and manifest it. And, and this is, you know, it's very exciting, really. It is. It is. Uh, you know, and the lineup of planets as Pluto's going in is kind of cool because you got Jupiter in, in Aries. Yes. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, these these two outer planets in Pisces saying, yeah, let's dream, dream the dream. Dream, dream the dream. Yeah. And Jupiter says, yeah, make it a big one. And yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's and, and as I say, you know, Uranus still, as the ruler of Aquarius, Yes, the new ruler requires still being in Taurus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and let's ground it in our values in what is, you know, keep it simple, get, get back to the earth. Mm -hmm. Look at nature, get our inspiration from nature. Yes. The, the primo creator that we have right there. Yes. We can see and yep. take, take notes from, you know? Yep. Yeah. So you, with your article, you've got some back dates that we could probably throw out here too. I do. I actually, I actually went back and did charts for the ingress for each of them, just for curiosity's sake. Oh, okay. Well, if you want to put up charts, that's cool. Yeah, I can do. Yeah, the first one that I have was at 40, uh, um, no, 305 current era. Yeah. So I think I have that one. Let me share your screen, find my charts. Yeah, so whoop, you can see that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the common era. That's what CE stands for. Yes. Common yeah. era. Yeah. Yep. So, oh, wow. So, this, this was, I think I overshot by a few minutes, but this was when oh, yeah. we first went into 
it might have been, yeah. Yeah. It's 305, but it, I couldn't find it in 305, so I went. Yeah, yeah, no, oh. that's fine. But, <laughs> Close but, enough. <laughs> yeah, but interesting that it's right opposite Jupiter. In, in, yeah. And, uh, and I, I don't know history, and I don't know if any of us do know history that goes back that far, because we don't, nobody was there, right? <laughs> nobody that's around. Right, yes. Whatever yeah. we think we know was passed down and passed down, and we know how that works when things are written and rewritten, so, uh -huh. um, which is where the astrology is kind of cool, because this is where the planets were. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that much yeah. we know. Yeah, Mercury stationing, which <laughs> Just a fun thing. Yeah, um, yeah so you, you had Saturn in Scorpio, Neptune in Libra, and Uranus in Sag. So yeah, I don't, like I said, don't know enough history to know what was going on. Her notes, she says that uh, uh, 43, no, sorry, wrong, wrong place. Oh, this was during the reign of Constantine in Rome. He converted to Christianity in 312. Um, was involved in oh the council of nicaea that yeah. is from an astrologer's point of view very important yes yeah. uh, because yeah. that's when they took astrology out of the bible yeah. yeah yeah so i think you know again you know we could learn from that kind of thing right? oh yeah because <laughs> they're trying to take take god out of the picture altogether right now <laughs> yes yeah and and it's interesting too that it you know that that focus on religion with Uranus in Sag you know with the belief systems yes yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah so what's the next one the next one is um where am I I have to move this out of my way uh -huh. there you go seven ninety six. And what does she say about this one? Oh, so we've got, uh, oh, Neptune is about to go into Libra with Uranus. Oh, yeah. this yeah. could have been quite cultural. This is just, this is just past a Uranus-Neptune conjunction because mm. they, they probably... Oh, yeah, and they would have conjoined in the years while Pluto was in Aquarius. So what does she no, say? About this is past. This was Uranus is past Neptune. So it would have been conjunct earlier prior to. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, yes. True. In Virgo. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. that's but they would have been co-present in Libra for, you know, the first third of Pluto in Aquarius. Oh, yeah. Once Pluto yeah. was in. But yeah. just prior to was when this conjunction would have happened. So that. Interesting in itself. So that uh, at that period, according to this, um, uh -huh. uh, Alcuin, an English theologian, founded the university under Charlemagne for the study oh. of liberal arts and helping. Oh, liberal arts, yeah. Helping to spread knowledge and learning that would create a renaissance in art, music, and architecture. Uh -huh. Charlemagne was crowned Holy Roman Emperor in 800, and he codified many Germanic law tribal laws. There you go. And that's that Aquarian piece. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, so the next one. Yeah. Well, I mean, she doesn't have a lot on any yeah. really early ones because who does? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So 1041, um, we got Pluto and Aquarius oh. along with Neptune and Aries. Um, 
Yeah, eventually, yeah, with it starting off. Again, yeah, yeah. Neptune's about where Neptune is now in relation yeah. to So that's an interesting little piece. Yeah. Um, it saw the schism between the Eastern Orthodox and Roman Catholic churches. Okay. Permanent. Many churches were built in England, such as Westminster and Winchester. Okay. Innovations of the time include movable printing type invented in China. Uh -huh. 1945, yep. and the astrolabe, which spread into Europe and from the Islamic countries and India. So ideas starting to move around, yeah, yeah. which bodes well for nuking the, you know, only idea that seems to be out there right now, which is, you know, capitalistic greed. Yay. Exactly. New exactly. ideas coming in. Well, exactly. Yes. I think so. Yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. And, Particularly with Jupiter storming through <laughs> Aries, yes, <laughs> carrying the torch of yeah. something new in this cave. <laughs> yeah. So this one is is really interesting, and I, I didn't. I was going to animate and go back to see when Jupiter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought that would be interesting, but they were in Aquarius as yeah. In. So again, they've paved the way for Pluto coming in. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's that's interesting too. And this is this is the one that was uh, right after the shift into the Jupiter Saturn air cycle, right? Right, right. So, so mirroring what's happening right now. Yeah. Again, it was in Aquarius, and they were conjunct mm -hmm. earlier in the sign. Mm -hmm. um, so that's yeah, um, just that that commonality is an interesting thing to see. It saw the expansion of cultural trade routes across Eurasia and into Europe. Okay. Innovations of the time, the time include block printing in Europe, imported from China, and the invention of spectacles in 1290. Ah, we can yeah. see clearly now. More clearly. <laughs> Which would be good at this point in time to yeah. see it all clearly. <laughs> In Britain, the House of Lords and Commons were founded and Parliament gained the right of taxation. Not sure that's a good thing. <laughs> well, it was one step down, supposedly, from just one dude in control. Yeah. So, yeah. Edward, I mean, yeah. Sorry. Edward I codified English common law in ah. 12, 1293. And I think yeah, going back to common law would be a really good move. Yeah. Um, but his reign was marked by constant fighting with Scotland, because, of course, there are always fighting somewhere. <laughs> he also standard, standardized the imperial weights and measures in 1305, okay. Okay. which were, of course, con continuously tweaked after that. But, yeah. 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 Um, so just, yeah, I guess sort of codifying things and... Yes, yeah. which would be an Aquarian, and, yeah. and also in... in in the of the day it would have been like especially being able to build glasses that's okay. sort of your you know your technological aquarian well and that would have paved the way for for lenses for like telescopes Tels and yes yeah again the technology that could come from being able to grind the glass and make lenses yes that's pretty um yeah. yeah, that's a huge thing because it, it does. It enables us to not just see better this way, but to then see the small yeah. and the yeah. large more yeah. clearly. Exactly. So it, uh, yeah, improving the vision and the scope of what we can see is pretty cool. Yes. Right. So uh, we're 
got a couple more to go. Yep, <laughs> yep. Go fast. It was <laughs> a long time. So this one. <laughs> 1532 common era. Yeah. Yep. Um, again. Um, oh, Neptune's in Pisces Nept again. Yeah. 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 Neptune was in, going to be in Aries for a lot of, you know, yep. the early as it will be now. Yeah. Um, this was when Henry VIII told the Pope to get lost and set up, set up, set up his own church. Uh, his church England so he could marry Anne Boleyn. Yeah. And he sees the assets of the church in the dissolution of the monasteries in 1536. And this break with Rome triggered endless mysticals between the Protestants and the Catholics. <laughs> of Yay! course it did. Yeah. Oh, we don't need that part. Let's yeah. not bring that part forward. No, and I think the divide and conquer thing is a very Capricorn thing, actually. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Could be. Yeah. Because yeah, it's a way of having control. If you mm -hmm. buy a that's why they don't want people coming together because we have a lot of power in numbers. Oh, yes. As, yeah. Yeah. In uh, France, John Calvin started Protestant Reformation in 1532. In Rome, Pope Paul III established another Inquisition in 1542. That's right. Yes. Oh. With the rising tide of Protestantism. But the church would soon be on the run because Copernicus published his heliocentric theory. Yay! So we're going to get a bigger perspective. Somebody's going to come in with a way bigger picture. Yes. Other notable writings include Machiavelli's The Prince about how to get away with unethical practices. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nobody do that. Nobody do that. I thought he would have written it in when things, when Pluto was in Capricorn. So Probably, yeah. I'm thinking that's a holdover from the Capricorn. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go with that too. <laughs> yeah. And the predictions and visions of Nostradamus. Which oh, wow. Worked on during this period, but not published until Pluto moved into Pisces. Yeah. First African slaves were brought to the moon oh. in 1525 during Pluto in Capricorn. Right. This marked the start of transit. Atlantic slave trade, which took off under Pluto and Aquarius. Oh. Meanwhile, the Spanish were invading the Incan, you know, the Inca, plundering yeah, their America. gold and destroying their culture, and you know, and nothing's changed since it seems. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's yeah, yeah. This is why we have to uh, look back at this and. Do not better. repeat, not repeat. And, and do better this time. Exactly. You know, for armed with the knowledge of how how wrong it can go when you uh -huh. that This one is very interesting. And of course, this is the last yeah. ad, which was, yeah. but she does, yeah, well, Uranus was in Gem, uh, well, Uranus was in Gemini, which it will be, uh -huh. so, you know, to yep. early, early in this Pluto transit there. Revolution of ideas. This was when enlightenment reached its peak and ideas of individualism and rationalism were spread. In Russia, Catherine Great came to the throne in 1762 during Pluto in Capricorn and reigned, reigned until 1796. Mm. As Pluto entered Aquarius, she made many reforms encouraging the ideals of enlightenment and was a great patron of the arts and sciences. Revolution was spreading elsewhere too. America yeah. 
independence from England in 1776 under Pluto and Capricorn, but the Revolutionary War lasted until 1783. Yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, it was Pluto and Aquarius. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the French Revolution, the Reign of Terror, and all of that. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So even the American one really yeah. it got going in at. Yeah, I think that's that's what's happening. You know, what was happening then is happening now. There's a lot of unrest with the, yes. the control mechanisms that have been put in place. And yeah. people are, you know, they're saying, no, this isn't OK. Yeah. yeah. And so that ended with the Treaty of Versailles. The U.S. Constitution was established in 1787, followed by the Bill of Rights in 1789. So, again, those yeah. things were established with the Aquarian thing. So often it is, you know, establishing rights and freedoms and all those kinds of things, which is which and and I, you know, with having 248 years of the current version of rights and freedoms and all of that kind of stuff, um, the flaws that obviously there have been with those declarations, um, because the intent behind them, we may look at the intent behind them from today's point of view, but that wasn't the point of view when they were written. Well, no, and, and what people yeah. have been, you know, again, we've been conditioned to forget that we are actually born with rights. You know, they are inherent rights. Exactly. exactly. They are not granted by governments. <laughs> yes. And that's gotten turned on its head with uh, yeah. the Capricornian thing. Again, that's what people are kind of yeah. going, hmm, how about not? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, so it's created walls, which is something that Sean really speaks to, which yes. is definitely a Capricorn thing. And so if we look at the current zeitgeist, the last 20 years, we've had walls everywhere from, Absolutely. you know, Game, Game of Thrones is one, um, you know, in which the undead were supposedly on the other side. And, you know, we had the Berlin Wall come down. You know, we had another attempt to build a wall down in Mexico with, you know, the last president. Um, and, you know, it's that last gasp, of, well, you know, in Capricorn. So, so keeping people separate and keeping yeah. locked off is very Capricorn. And Aquarius says, no, 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 no. We need to be able to connect. We need to. You know, and, and particularly with the technology we now have, with the internet, I mean, it's all about connecting, and yet they're trying to bring in all kinds of stuff to censor it and control it, and yep. that's yep. very Capricorn, and it's not going to work, because no. people want to connect with one another and, you know, form communities of, of like-minded, you know, yeah, and all of that, and, you know, that's, I think, going to grow and grow as Pluto gets going here. Yes. But so it's begun already. Yeah. And I think largely that's been uh, the Uranus and Taurus energy squaring off against Saturn. Yes. All of that has so yeah. helped to break so, things open. Yeah, no, we, yeah. Need, we need to get back to basics, to values, and not have all this control because, yeah, we, we're, we're grown ups. We can handle this on our own. 
Okay, another analogy that uh, he speaks to, Sean does, is if, you know, if you take a, a, you know, a fish that only knows a, you know, like a goldfish in a bowl, and you take him out of that bowl, and you put him, let's say, in a bathtub, it will still swim in very tight circles. And so that is something that we all must remember, that again, let your mind explore the idea of what if no one is in charge, you know, so that you can let yourself out of the current prison of cultural myopic, you know, like it's myopic. It only can see one way of doing things. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the Capricorn system in particular has, has really been about kind of debt slavery. You know, that's how. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Right. We are, we are, you know, in the system. It's all about systems and, you know, bureaucracy everywhere, hierarchies everywhere and control everywhere. And it's like, you know, and surveillance and all this other stuff that they're trying to, you know, it's like, no, I think freedom is uh, different from that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, and it will be out on the edges, because out on the edges, not the center, um, where these new ways of coming together in community, um, in, uh, you know, practical Taurus ways, uh, that we can, you know, change the perspective, change the values uh, out on the edges, you know, I think trying to just attack the center um yeah it's i don't think that's going to work i think we need to be on the edges bringing these fresh imaginative perspectives and ways of doing things yeah yeah and i think that's happening actually as Uh the world is collapsing and it is um people are coming together and coming up with new ways to work together and you know form cooperatives and whatever yeah Um, so there, you know, as things collapse, there is a new being built. We don't always see it, but it's there. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. And you know that is really important. It's you know we need to reform society with ideas of working together in friendship and creating greater uh-huh. freedom. Uh-huh. That's I think a really important piece of this Aquarian thing. It's not um, rather than focusing on all the whiz bang technology. Exactly. exactly. Technology needs to be put in its place. It's it's a tool. Exactly. Exactly. Not, not, not the end point. Yeah. And, and it's there's too much talk about it as if it's where we need to go and that's it. And it's like, yeah. no, no, we need to put it in its place where it, it can be useful, but it definitely shouldn't be what's controlling things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So another note that Sean makes, uh, the difference becomes very important in how you feel, how you think, how you relate to people who are different than you are, Mm -hmm. is going to be a big question to look at. It's not just two-sided anymore. And I think that's particularly relevant to our neighbors to the South, where, you know, the divide thing, where, you know, it's got to be this matters and not that, or, you know, like, that polarizing no we have to be able to embrace the differences and see the gift that that brings to the solutions we're looking for yeah essentially 
if I want freedom, I want freedom for you as much as I want it for me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's not for me to say how you should think or what you should do. Yeah. And so we need to learn more acceptance of differences and embrace them. And, and I think we've kind of been taught that, you know, being different is not a good thing. You know, yeah. you get, you get oh. ostracized if you if you don't think, have the group think and think like everybody's been told. Um, then you right now you get censored or <laughs> shut down. Yes. Um, um, and, you know, we need to have fresh ideas. That's very yeah. Aquarian. You know, yeah. we need to think outside the box, which is Capricorn. Exactly. And, and uh, it will make it complicated. And that's okay. And messy. And that's okay. And that's part, part of what Pluto is. It's complicated and messy. Yeah. Because yeah. it is. It is the deepest, darkest, but it also is where the wealth is. It's where the the gold is. Yes, that we want to, um, you know, dredge up and bring to the surface of um, how to be human. Yeah. Yeah, and and to find that which is of value to us, not necessarily like physical gold, but the gold, the golden ideas, the gold, you know, that's right. And not, not materially oriented but yeah more more spiritually oriented yeah in the spirit of common humanity um you know that that embraces the planet and all the aliveness that's on this planet yeah yeah multi-dimensional and complex and absolutely and encourages that instead of trying to control it i mean exactly that's been very much part of the the last cycle was controlling me yes yeah so guess what (laughs) we are down to one minute yay team this has been good this has been really good and and we did really work really hard at not talking over each other we do acknowledge that to the folks who have sent critiques about our shows we we appreciate them we really do and we will get better yes (laughs) we just get so excited about exactly We do, we do. Okay, so in the meantime, folks, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Cathet Region's community radio station. And we look forward to chatting with you again next week. And neither one of us really have an idea yet, but it'll be good. It always is. Oh, yes. it's the end of the month one? Oh, it might be. Oh, she's probably right. I don't know what day. Oh, yeah, this is the 21st. It will be. It will be the highlights for February. There you go. We're on it. Okay. (laughs) We'll say goodbye now.